Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do it. Ted, my man, you are back from frolicking, <laughs> frolicking and frivolity. Yeah, dude. In the Roman Empire, the thing of which neither of us think about very much, apparently. Yeah. yeah. But you have probably been thinking about it a lot more the past couple weeks because you, my friend, have been in Rome. Dude, I have. I, I've been in Rome. When in Rome, as they say. I've been thinking about it a lot. And yeah. I've been thinking about a lot of things related to Rome because <laughs> I loved Rome. Um, yes. I was there yes. for a week. I'll I, hear all about it. Oh, yeah, dude. I loved the eating. So we can do like a food segment. We can do... Uh, yes. I, I wanna, want a food segment, like architecture, like yeah. art. Like, like we're going to work through your entire trip. Let's work through it. Now, I want to talk about church. And maybe I want to start with church because... Okay. I've had the privilege of doing a certain thing over the years, which is traveling to some pretty exotic places, but then meeting sincere, sweet, evangelical Christians in those places and being really encouraged by it, dude. So there's this little church body in Man. Rome called the, um, it's called Rome International Church, and they are are small in numbers, but passionate kind people that's who we partnered with to get me over there so i was i was emceeing a marriage conference in rome uh i went with a couple buddies from here who were who are counselors so they're like um you know uh, marriage counselors and i was just kind of the fun loving party guy emcee so mm-hmm. um yeah together we did this conference with rome international church and man was it encouraging just great people and it's yeah. only in the warm rich bond of christ that the the runway is really short from like these people are total strangers to oh my gosh I really love these people, you oh, know dude. because That's you're awesome. you're talking you're connecting you're realizing all the shared beliefs and shared experiences and uh, just respecting what they do. So if you're ever in Rome, check out Rome International Church. Yeah. Uh, they're great people. The pastor's a great dude, and um, loved getting to know him and his family. But yeah, we were there for a week, Josh. Question on that. Yeah. Question on that. But before we move on, did you have anyone? Because I know this would hit me if yeah. I was there. Did you have a moment while maybe you were like talking to some of the folks and things yeah. like that, that that you were like two thousand years ago, like you guys were the OGs. Yeah, like the OG church was here. Like like the Roman Christians. Yeah, are like I- iconic Christians. Yeah, you know, meeting in the catacombs, meeting under under free, you know. Yeah, you know. Emperor Nero. Yeah. Like, did, did you have a moment there where you're like, kind of have have that have that moment where it's like we're meeting in freedom now. Yes. It's so crazy. Two thousand years ago, we would have been in you know a we would have been in a sewer like talking yeah. about this stuff. Well, I did, and let, let me let me get specific about that because. Okay. And it's weird, dude. Every time I podcast, my my little kitten Harriet gets dude, up on my I desk. I just 
saw a cat. Yeah, I saw yeah. a tail go past the screen. Yeah, yeah she gets yeah. up here and she's. She, you she know, loves she's, radio, dude. She loves, she loves radio. radio. She's chewing on. I've got this uh, Nakatomi Plaza advent calendar that I'm showing you now, <laughs> where you you track the days toward Christmas with Hans Gruber like falling, falling out the down. window. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's, it's a so really cool dark, thing. Dude, yeah, it's I like a really it. nice piece. It's very dark. Yeah. But yeah. um, she likes to get up there and like rub her whiskers against it and kind of chew mm-hmm. on the the jagged parts of the explosion at the top. Of course, and, uh, of course. Yeah, you know she's she's frisky like that. But yeah, I I would say I want to talk about the most profound thing that I experienced in Rome. So right. when anyone goes to Rome, there are a couple of like kind of standard tried and true tourist experiences that you have. So like you go to the Colosseum which was amazing. Yes. I sent you pictures from the Coliseum. And it, oh, it was so cool. It's weird, Josh, with stuff that you've seen a zillion times in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen the Coliseum in a handful of movies and shows over the years, and it gets referenced. And, you know, so you've, you've got all these reps with it. But then I saw it in real life, and it was somehow greater in real life. Like, it was bigger. Oh, yeah. The magnitude was so impressive and I really enjoyed it. We had this incredible tour guide at the Coliseum who took us on like this three-hour tour. And the guy was like precocious and funny. And, and uh, we kind of connected as people. It was really fun. But, but then another thing that you do when you're in Rome is you take a Vatican tour. And oh, I, interesting. Yeah, I was, okay. I was less excited about the Vatican tour for obvious reasons. <laughs> in part because... It's tiring. You're packed in there like cattle. You're shoulder to shoulder with strangers. Mm-hmm. Just wandering through like impressive building after impressive building. And you're going like, how many more marble penises do I need to see? You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> like, it's, it's, a, it's a real pain to like. They're everywhere. <laughs> well, the Vatican is a tribute to wealth. It's a tribute to man's ingenuity and creativity. And I get all that. Yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing of Christ in it, even though you're surrounded by images of Christ. And you're right. surrounded by these images right. of like Renaissance Christ, who's built like Brian Urlacher from the Chicago Bears. You know what I mean? Correct. It's like yes. Christ yeah. with like traps and by it's ridiculous, really, is what it is. But um I, you imagine just a huge river of cash flowing through the Vatican. Uh, I was going to ask, did, did they try to sell you any indulgences or anything like that? Well, you know, it's time off purgatory. It's interesting. We saw. Are you familiar with the, um, gosh, and there's a term for this. They call it the Holy Stairs. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. Martin Luther climbed to the top of those. Yep. Yeah. For sure. The Scala Sancta. Yep. And they call it the Holy yep. Stairs. And, and so, as the legend goes, if you crawl up the Holy Stairs on your knees, you can get a loved one out of purgatory. Correct. And we visited yeah. this, and we saw people, and, and I, I felt compassion for these people. Right. Absolutely. Because, yeah, you know, they're kind of suffering up these stairs and it's a, it's a fake thing. <laughs> you know, at the yep. end of the day, it's not a real thing. And, and yeah. Yeah. the Vatican was strange in similar ways, but you know, it's big, it's impressive. You, you go into the Sistine chapel and you see, you know, the, the renderings on the ceiling and, and it's stuff you've seen in pop culture, but the most mm-hmm. profound thing, Josh, that we experienced in Rome we got to see the prison cell where Paul wrote Second Timothy and, and where he was imprisoned right before he was martyred in Rome. And it was a hole in the ground. It was a dungeon. It took all of probably 12 minutes to experience. I mean, you just walk down this flight of stairs and, and you're kind of in it. 
And it stood in stark contrast to the Vatican, which was this tribute to money and creativity and power and, and all these things. And, mm-hmm. you know, this was after a week spent wandering around these these great kind of um, cathedrals of Rome and seeing renderings and sculptures repeatedly of Mary stomping Martin Luther into hell for suggesting oh, that the common man could have access to scripture, you know, and yeah. could have an advocate with the father. Right. Um, so it, it really drove home to me the magnitude of what Martin Luther did, which I, I sort yeah. of had intellectual awareness of, but I guess seeing all the propaganda, all the anti-Luther propaganda, and just seeing what a villain he was to the mm-hmm. Roman Catholic Church, it it, it sort of uh, brought it all alive to me in different ways. And then seeing where yeah. Paul was imprisoned, where they lowered our brother through a hole, mm-hmm. you know, so that he could suffer and, yeah. and write Second Timothy by the light of one candle. Um, it was profound, you know. It was yeah, really, dude. really profound and really, really cool. And it was my favorite thing in Rome, you know. Um, it was neat, but. Yeah. Yeah, we can yeah. we can talk architecture, we can talk art, we can talk food. Um, yeah, 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 you you yeah. guide me. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, my my only comment on that is just it's so. This is one of my favorite. Th- I mean, yeah, <laughs> it sounds trite, but mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite things about being a Christian is that mm-hmm. I can look at something like that and have an immediate connection. Oh, yes. Even though I'm separated by thousands of years. Yes, Paul remains a brother in Christ. Absolutely. And I'm going to see him one day. A dear brother right. who wrote things that were encouraged oh. by and, and edified with on a daily basis, you know, Dude. and my goodness. So cool. Yeah. To, so cool. Not only to stand where he stood, but to see how he suffered. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and, well, and and how he suffered and he can still say such encouraging words. Like, like, dude, like if I was in that cell, mm. like, Oh. I'm not. I, I'm not pumping out First and Second Timothy. Yeah, I'm not pumping out Philippians. We're probably pumping like, out a lot of self pity. Is what is what you and dude, I are pumping out? You know? Seriously, man. Yeah, like yeah. you know, like it's oh, it's just a testament to the grace of God. Like, it really is. That's that's such a cool experience. Oh, it was, man. It was, <sighs> and, and I'm that's so cool. It was a privilege to see it and do it, and it's been a privilege all these years to for a variety of reasons be able to travel to some of these places and meet other believers and yeah. Yeah, and the I guess the cell stood out in such stark contrast to the rest of the of the Roman experience, which is really all about money and power and influence. And sure. Even the Colosseum yeah. was an exercise in controlling people. You know, I right. mean, you right. you feed and entertain the masses, and you can get them to do whatever you want. You know, and this was sort of the the energy of the Colosseum and you know the Colosseum was interesting on other levels. I mean, every every American stadium really to this day is designed after the blueprint of the Coliseum, you know? Right. So it's, it's kind of astonishing how evergreen some of those concepts were, even just the staircases where people ingress and egress from the stadium and, mm-hmm. you know, the way it was laid out and the way that, that people got to the seats. And I mean, it was really magnificent. It was fun to see it. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. All right. We're going to, we're going to hard pivot into some fat guy stuff now. Yeah, let's do it, dude. I, I love I fat guy he- stuff. I want to hear the food, man. You sent me some pics yeah. of some food, and you had me. You had you had me. Uh, I had you at hello, as Renee Zellweger you, would say. Correct. You had me yeah. at hello. Absolutely, yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah. So I need you to walk me through, dude. These experiences. Yeah. That, 
that you had? So we stayed at the River Chateau Hotel. Shout out the River Chateau. It was in a really kind of hip neighborhood where people park and walk around, you know, and you're walking around and every few steps you're passing a bar, a cafe, a gelato place, a restaurant. Mm. And I, I want to, Josh, start with a place where we became regulars. And okay. as you know, becoming a regular is like a real wish fulfillment thing for me. It's a real aspirational thing just in my life. And yes. we found this street sandwich place called Trapezino. And there are a few of these around Rome, a few Trapezinos. But we, it was this little place where the the indoor part of it consisted really of just a a counter where you walk up and place your order and then the tables were outside and it was a great place to people watch it was a great place to contemplatively gaze and here's the food so ask any affluent middle-aged lady in america and they can probably filibuster you to death about how the flour in europe is different and you don't feel bad when you eat it and that is true um, we ate nothing but bread and pasta all week and we felt tremendous. And then oh. the moment I got on the airplane and ate my first kind of prepackaged crappy American sandwich, I felt like a bag of D's, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so here's the Trapezino experience in a nutshell. And then I'll talk all about right. why we became regulars. Yes. Yes. Take a piece of fresh out of the oven, hot Italian bread, okay. slash it open on an angle Put in a yep. meatball and red sauce, and oh. that's the the polpetta sandwich. That w- that was right. kind of their flagship sandwich. And then they had one called the cacciatore, where you take the self same piece of slashed open bread and you put in chicken cacciatore, and it's just Josh heavenly and Dude. simple. You go out on the patio, you eat it. Uh, they have a side dish called soupli, which is a it's essentially a fried ball of rice that you can get filled with either cazio e pepe, which is cheese and pepper pecorino romano and pepper or you can get it filled with red sauce around a piece of fresh mozzarella cheese um and it's just just heavenly dude just cheese in a in a fried rice ball just unbelievable dude Dude. um so these guys the guys that worked at trapezino were super they were super friendly and they began to recognize me because even by italian standards my glasses are kind of weird and flamboyant um so i do stand out and you're taller than the average italian and i'm taller and bigger than the average italian so i stood out and the other thing that made us immediately connect is that weirdly the city of rome loves the blues brothers soundtrack so i was in several kind of retail settings over the week where like the blues brothers soundtrack was playing and the blues brothers was probably my first favorite movie as a kid uh, okay. came out in 1980 it starred Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi really great movie so I made some comment on the Blues Brothers soundtrack as I was ordering a Trapezino and then we were off and uh we, yeah. we became boys after that so nice. nice yeah we would return almost every evening to grab a Trapezino snack and just sit on the sidewalk and watch the world go by as we ate it was a great time of connection for KK and myself just a time to talk and it was that's the way we vacation. We enjoy like wandering around and becoming local like really quickly. Yeah. So Trapezino was probably my favorite. But per the healthy flower, um, there was a lot of pasta consumed. KK and I took a pasta and gelato making class. Um, and it was a great experience, dude. So this was in another kind of like little hipster area of Rome. And we go in. There's two chefs who are like part teachers and part performers you know what i mean in that they're sure sure. they're being wildly charismatic there's probably like 12 people in the class we each have a little cutting board and like some flour and an egg and they taught us how to make 
pasta in the Italian fashion. Oh yeah. And so we we made fresh pasta. We cut it. Uh, I pan seared some ingredients for the sauce. I got to look this up because I forgot. Um, Is it some pancetta? Uh, yes. Let me let me actually confirm that. Um, yeah. It's prob- pro- probably probably pancetta. Well, and it was pork because, cheek. Because, it, it, it was guanciale. It was pork cheek. Guanciale. Okay. Yeah, which yeah, performs. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. It's, yeah, it's so good. And it performs yeah. like the American comp would be bacon, but it performs differently in the pan. Uh, sure. It's cut it differently. Perform- Same. It's, Same. <laughs> so you, 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 you pan fry the guanciale. Uh, yeah. And then you don't drain it. Like you don't drain the fat out. You just add white yeah. wine. You add yes, Pecorino Romano that. and you add crushed tomatoes. And it makes this incredibly creamy sauce because Italians don't believe in using cream in their cooking. Like they use mm-hmm. they use the cheese to make the sauce creamy. And yeah. then you toss the sauce in with the pasta, which is another different way than Americans do it. Americans yeah. will like dump the pasta out onto the plate and then just ladle some sauce on top. And and if you do that, you're missing well, magic that was one of the dish. things that yeah. like I learned after I got married because, you know, my wife's Italian. right? Yeah. And yeah, that's how I grew up, right? Yeah. You you boil the ever living life oh. of the noodles. Yeah, you overcook. You put it. You over. Yeah. You put it on the plate. Yeah. You don't strain. You don't really strain it well enough, so yeah. it gets watery. Oh, right? that's and then the you worst. Just, it makes me. Oh, it's, sad. oh, dude, it makes me gag. Like yeah. now, it makes me. No, gag. it does. And yeah. then and then you just pour the sauce on top and you mix mm-hmm. it up, right? And then what I learned is like, no, let's take all of this, put it into the saucepan. Amen. Dude, and you're just getting on the oven, and yeah. you're just you know you know on on the stovetop, dude. It is when you make that switch, yeah, in your pasta game, it's 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 a big it's, deal, man. It's, it's a game over. It's, it's a game just, changer. Yeah, it's game it really over. Is. It's a very different deal. Um, yeah. Loved that. Loved the experience. I made some ravioli. Um, so we oh, made, dude, yeah, Do we made you like you yeah. know you know crimping the dough. Yeah, you got to like crimp that? the dough a little yeah, bit. We made a little man. cheese ravioli. Yeah. Um, Which for you, dude, I picture that a a wonderfully comical sight. It kind of was big Ted, big, big Ted, Ted, dude, up there doing this little, little raviolis. <laughs> dude, and these little uh, these little dude, yes. instructor guys would come around to me, and they'd be like, "Oh, Ted, Mama Mia, oh, it's it's so bad, oh, you know," and like. They're taking over and like rolling the dough out. It was super fun, dude. It was yeah, it's not a football. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. know what to do with it. But I, I actually awesome, I did pretty dude. well. KK did amazing, of course. Oh, I'm and, sure uh, KK did. And then they serve you the meal, you know? So you sit down yeah. around a table with these other 12 people, all of whom are kind of interesting. It was really like a multicultural class. We had a couple from Portugal, a couple from Czech Republic, you oh, know, wow. an American okay. family, ourselves. Okay. It was it was really fun, man. <clears throat> Just so kind of cool. breaking bread with all these people and um yeah, and doing that with my wife, just great experience. So um, Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So Okay. Yeah. So, no, no, sorry. No, no, no. No, no. no. Go Keep ahead. going. Keep asking food questions. You so I read I read your Substack yeah. that, that you put out on Rome, which yeah. everyone needs to go subscribe to Ted's Substack because oh, thank he, you. he's doing yeah. some Rome updates. We gotta talk pizza, dude. Yeah. Okay. Go pizza on. is my mm-hmm. absolute favorite food. Yeah. yeah. I uh, you know maybe maybe under a bone and ribeye steak, but yeah, it's not even the same thing, right? Yeah. Pizza and my wife makes homemade pizza. Like, oh, dude, and I need to talk pizza. You said yeah. in your in your little article that you guys ate a lot of pizza. We mm-hmm. we, we need some pizza talk before we leave the the fat guy section. Yeah. No. The pe- the pizza experience was really good, but I'll tell you. I think America maybe does pizza better than anybody. And I know that's a hot take. 
I enjoyed all the pizza that I ate in Italy, and and I especially enjoyed again vis a vis the the healthier flour, just being able to eat it and not feel terrible afterward. Right. Um, we had lots of varieties of pizza. We had a real thin crust experience with some friends from Rome International Church, and then we had a little bigger, chewier crust experience. But the pizza is all kind of it's a little bit one note there in the sense that. As an American, you can get Chicago style. You can get that kind of rectangular Detroit style that's real oily and good. You can get New York style, which is big and round and thin. So America offers all these different styles and price points with pizza. And I think in the aggregate, we really cover it pretty well. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not – I'm not coming at the pizza in Italy. I mean, it was, it was terrific. But, you know, and I if I was there – today i would i would probably eat some pizza right um just because it's everywhere and and it's easy to get and it's really delicious and you can eat it but um yeah i don't know i I think america does a nice job in the pizza department your thoughts on this uh yeah well see here's why i'm at a disadvantage right i've never been to rome sure so i don't I, i don't have anything to 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 reference it but okay well answer this first sure was the majority of the pizza the uh, uh, margarita style pizza, or did they have other? Yeah, other they kinds? had other varieties, but they honestly, they weren't quite as creative as ours. You know, yeah. I mean, you could okay. get margarita, you could get Diavolo, which is basically our pepperoni. Um, you know, you could get a lot of the varieties, but um, yeah, what it wasn't all of it is like personal pizza style. So you kind of go to a restaurant, you order the pizza that you want. And then you eat it, which is which is fun, um, but it's a little different than like the big communal, you know, American style pizza experience. I'll, I'll tell you what I do like about it that differs from America. In America, you can hardly get pizza in a sit down restaurant anymore. You know, almost yeah. the whole American yeah. pizza experience is like deliver delivery only. Um, you know, whereas this place, you could get a pizza in almost every restaurant. So you like, That's cool. That's you cool. know, you're walking around your neighborhood. It's, it's I don't know, evening. And you're like, hey, we want a snack or we want dinner or whatever. You can pop into almost any place. You can get uh, Amatricia, which is the, the dish that we ate, the pasta dish. That, Carbonara, Cazio e Pepe. Mm-hmm. These are available at almost every restaurant. And they're almost all good everywhere. So we had... Yeah. We had Carbonara a few times, and it was incredible, dude. It was just really like consistently good everywhere we had it. And uh, but but similarly, you can pull up to almost any of these places and get a pizza. Um, yeah, and it's that's gonna, neat. It's it, it is neat, dude, and it's going to be pretty good. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk gelato, and then let's talk. Uh, please. And let's. then let's talk price points. All right. Yes, so, please. Let's. I, I didn't do that. any gelato content in my Substack. I should have, but okay. Gelato, dude, prevalent. It's everywhere and it's cheap, right? Yes. Um, and the food in general in Rome. So I, I lived in France for a little while and I loved it. The mm-hmm. France experience mm-hmm. was amazing. But you've got to be a rich person to eat out in France. Like eating oh, out in okay. France is really expensive, you know, apart from like little sandwiches or whatever. Like it's really expensive to eat out there. But Rome, dude, the price points are really accessible. And I think part of it is in American life, all of American life is kind of built around your house. Right. So you work really hard in America so that you can have a really nice house and then spend a bunch of time in it. Sure. Whereas, yeah. And have a bunch of property so that you don't have to be close to anybody. Whereas in Rome, the dwellings are really pretty small. Everybody's kind of living on top of each other. So in a mm-hmm. way, 
the sidewalk seating areas, the dining alfresco, the cafes kind of act as people's living rooms. So yeah. if you want to get together with people, you're doing it on a patio or you're doing it in a restaurant. And so as a result, the price points of the food, it's it's much more accessible. You know. Well, well I read something, Ted. I don't know if you can confirm this or yeah. not. But I read something about life, about living in Rome in yeah. that it's even to the point where so many apartments that you rent don't even have kitchens. Yeah, it's true. People are because eating out. They're ordering you, in. You, yeah. just eat, you just eat out all the time. Yeah. This is what you do. Yeah, it's wild, dude. And it's wild for a culture that's so kind of food-centric to not have kitchens in the apartments. But, I mean, in true real estate fashion, they're trying to maximize all the space. So they're renting people rooms. And, yeah, you know, sure, it's, it's sure. just... It's a very different lifestyle than what we have. You know, there's right. a lot of people crammed into a small space. And in order to not go crazy, I think just walking around and going to get food is a part of your life. Yeah. And um, and it's it's pretty cool. So the gelato was everywhere. It was really hard not to eat it all the time just because it was so oh, prevalent. I, yeah. I want to talk about breakfast. Okay. Um, where are you at on breakfast in general? Uh, so it, uh, in all honesty, I'm yeah. not a big breakfast guy. Same. Yeah. yeah, I don't wake up hungry. Like Same. I start getting hungry around like eleven thirty or noon. Yeah, I usually skip so breakfast. I usually just I, do I miss out on breakfast. I do some yeah. black coffee and that's it in the morning. But uh, yeah. we had breakfast provided th- at this hotel, and dude, the breakfast was sumptuous. So you're looking at bowls of like fresh cherry tomatoes, just oh, succulent little cherry tomatoes, little balls of fresh mozzarella cheese. Oh man! So. You know, kind of round one with breakfast, I would get a plate, I would put some Parma ham on it. So yes. you're getting a little Parma ham, you're getting a few balls of fresh mozz, some cherry tomatoes, that's round one, right? I'm going savory. Sometimes I'm slashing open a bun and I'm making a little sandwich, dude. Okay. Uh, sometimes okay. I'm just eating the stuff right off the plate, okay? So that's round one, and then round two is a, is a, a sweet pastry. So you're looking at a croissant uh, stuffed with chocolate or um pistachio they're really uh they're really big on on pistachio over in rome uh so the pistachio croissant is a nice time um obviously the 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 chocolate croissant look at my cat dude do you see her climbing on my shoulders i do do see her yeah yeah she's She's incredible she's just perching she's a shoulder pal is what i call her she's my shoulder my shoulder friend and she loves she loves live radio so i'm actually guesting on somebody else's show today where they want video content so uh, bef- before so, I let you go, I got to get the light right in my studio. So I'm going to yeah, experiment with like, I lit- <laughs> I'm on, a silhouette me, right now. I'm like in the witness me, protection yeah, program. Hold on. Let me show you what I'm dealing with right here. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. Look at this. Yeah. It's, it so, looks like looks like you're talking about how you helped bring down Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want anybody to I see. Look like Bernie face. Madoff. Yeah. I know, I know. We're gonna add add you're gonna lower your voice by about three exactly. octaves. And, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. So breakfast was a wild time and you're you're getting the cappuccino. So the guy comes around, he offers you a cappuccino. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um just really, really fun stuff, dude. Yeah. Um and a great way to start the day. And again, you don't feel heavy. You don't feel weighed down by it. You know? Well, see, and that's the crazy thing, dude. Like, I, so, so this makes me want to research what kind of flour they're using in Rome. Well, because we did it, research. It is, oh, you yeah. did? Okay. Well, then either you or have KK send it over to me. I will. Because I legit want to know, like, why is it healthier? Well, dude, what and it's it healthier. It's orderable on Amazon. Okay. So you can access this flour. 
And we have purchased some. We're going to make some pasta on Friday or Saturday night after it comes in. And I'll... Is it double zero flour? Is that what it is? I'm not even sure, dude. Again, okay. like any kind of uh, essential oils type mom in your church can tell you probably all about it. But um, and I'm not a science guy, so when when people start talking like that to me, I just glaze over. I just want to know that it, <laughs> it won't make me feel bad, you know. So we we have ordered some of it. I'm really excited. We're gonna we're gonna make some of our own pasta here Friday or Saturday night, and uh, okay. I'll send you some pictures from that experience too. It's gonna oh, be oh, nice. please do absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's gonna absolutely. be really nice. It's a fun process, but uh, yeah, yeah. So did you guys do the thing where you would have a little breakfast, mm-hmm. maybe a snack in the afternoon, and then go ham in the evening, or, or, or did you mix it up? We mixed it up, and it was partly a function of whoever, whoever we were with and whatever their agenda was. So like the first day that we were yeah. there, we, we went to the Scala Sancta. We actually took a Reformation tour. So the pastor's... No way. Actually, actually the pastor's wife from... This church took us on this amazing tour of some of these places in Rome that culminated in us meeting with there's this little like evangelical theological institute in downtown Rome. And we got a really nice presentation from the guy that like helps run that. And it was it was awesome, dude. It was awesome to hear about what what the Lord is doing to free people from these years and years of like spiritual bondage, you know, yeah, and yeah. I was it. Quick. Yeah, Quick it, one minute on mm-hmm. what was on the tour, dude. I'm really interested on that. Yeah, so the tour was a lot of these, um, a, a lot of these great cathedrals of Rome, and just yeah, viewing okay. these images of like Luther being, you know, beaten into hell, and and kind yeah, of talking about sure. that, and listening to accounts of that, and just kind of getting a a sense for what the reformers were were really fighting against, yeah, and getting yeah. a, a real big picture view of just how audacious it must have sounded to people that um, you can have a personal relationship with Christ, you know, apart from, you know, the kind of intervention of the Catholic church. And it really was crazy. It really did move my heart. Um, It really did fill me with compassion and it made me want to see the Lord like increase his church in Rome. Um, yeah, it was yeah. a neat deal, dude. And it put wind in my sails to see what these guys were doing and, um, yeah. to meet some of them. And, uh, I, I really hope to go back and oh, of course you go visit a cool place and you have fun experiences and you want to go back, but I, I would love to go back in a more kind of directed spiritual capacity for some period of time. I think it's a, it's a neat place that, um, we made a real connection with, um, Yeah. yeah. What else, man? That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no. Like uh, you, you were talking about uh, uh, the institute down there. And yeah. Just, just getting to meet, getting to meet some of those folks. Yeah. Um, that sounds super, super neat, dude. Like that's. Dude, let me tell you. Like, uh, it's on the. It's on my bucket list now. Yeah, I want to tell you a funny story. You and your wife would love it, dude, and you would love the food scene so much. You would go <sighs> bananas there, and I did. Like oh, yeah. I held nothing oh, back. I, I just went for it, and yeah. uh, it was so yeah. fun. We didn't have a bad meal. I don't regret any of the food choices we made. They were all tremendous. But uh, I want to tell you a funny story that happened on the way out of, like immediately after this Reformation tour and meeting these Theological Institute guys, I'm kind of flying high. I'm on a little bit of a cloud. Yep. And I come out and we're with this group of like, I don't know, let's see, four, six people. 
um, kind of in our immediate group. And we, we leave this institute and I'm probably like the last guy in the group. And you know how I have this thing that my wife calls a talk to me face. Like wherever we go, <laughs> people talk to me. You know, and there must yeah, be something kind yeah. of open or inviting it's or warm. Same. I got the same. Like, I, yeah. everyone thinks I work wherever I am. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I, I leave this building, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, hey, brother, how are you? And I'm like, great. And he kind of daps me up, and immediately he's got these, like, bracelets on my wrist, and he's a scammer. And oh, now he wants money for the bracelets. No. And oh, instead man. of having my back and helping extricate me from the situation, my group just, like... <laughs> fled no! away from me they left me high and dry they left you dude and dude you know me i had the you wallet paid. open you I, paid, I forked, didn't you, dude? I forked over some cash dude just because that's the kind of guy i am oh, and no. instead of defending me and instead of having a little compassion they immediately pivoted into mocking me and it, it really hurt my feelings dude. And it, it, it kind of came in between me and kk for a little while i'm not gonna lie oh no we're doing it again we're litigating it yeah, oh, oh here's KK. Oh, yeah, she is it that bad? She huh? flew in here from the kitchen to dude, defend herself. Dude, she heard this story and she came right in. Dude, dude she, she never pays spots. a bit of attention to me recording the show except when she needs to like defend herself. Put the mic in front of the woman. What does yeah, she have yeah. to say? What does she have to say? What, here, defend yourself. Yeah. I just feel like that's the oldest trick in the book. And, uh, you know, Ted is actually really good at saying no. He's the most gracious Yet yeah. firm person when a telemarketer calls. Yeah. He doesn't like hang up on them or say rude things. He's just like, you know, no thanks. I'm not interested. No, I'm really not interested. <laughs> and and then he's done with them. And it's it's so pleasant. So I was I was honestly surprised. Well, there was there was a whole narrative with this guy about having a baby and his daughter and he showed me pictures and uh, it was a whole thing, dude. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. Oldest trick in the book. I know. Oh my also, goodness. here's what really happened, Josh. He <laughs> He pointed to Ted and he said, oh, my brother, or something like this, as if he knew Ted and as if Ted was special. Yeah, that's making me feel special. If, that's, that's my That's my dude, kryptonite, dude. You make me feel special it. and I'll do anything for you. Dude. Hey, speaking of that. people doing things for other people, can you do me a favor? Yeah. I've got to do this video podcast later with this guy. Can yeah. you close those blinds? Because right now it's like I'm in the witness protection program. I look like a silhouette if you step away, yeah. but you're blocking it's the light true. right now. Okay. Well, here, so here, here. Block here. those blinds like, at the end. KK, this, this is what I normally see, KK. Yeah. Okay. Right yeah. Witness protection. Yeah. 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 Right yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I got to get my pie out of the oven. Okay. Yeah, also, well, also, ask KK to send me what type of flour they use. Oh, Josh wants you to send him what, what type of healthy flour they use in, uh, in Rome so that he can order some. Well, I'll send him what I ordered. Yeah, send him what you yeah, ordered. I will. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. You're going to awesome. close those blinds? Uh, I'm going to take my pie out of Oh, okay. Yeah, just a little little marital business there, Josh. <laughs> just a little, hey, you know. Peek we behind love, the curtain. You we know. love to see it. People we helping people. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, helps, it helps people feel a little bit more, you know, connected, connected to, to the, the podcast. Yeah, tips, like when our wives come in and start berating us. No, it's nice. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, nice. we're, just, we're just men of the people. We really are. Dude, so I heard, I heard we have an Ask Coach Cluck. We should, uh, uh, we should do that we, and then... Well, dude. Well, well. Here's the thing. All yeah. right, we are we are at time right now. Okay. Okay. So I think what what we'll do is we're going to push because it's a good Ash Coach Cluck, and I think it's going to have it's going to have some legs. Have some legs to it. Some horsepower. Yep. I think it's I think it's going to. So we're going to push this to the next step. Okay. All right. So so th- this is just the win in Rome app. Love it. All right. And Love then it. Uh, and then next next time we'll 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 hop into that Ash Coach Cluck. So all right, baby. Uh, Tet. That sounds good. And next time we're going to have some big boxing glove news to drop. 
Dude, Big news. That's so exciting. Yeah, I can't wait. So exciting. We have the product in hand. They're magnificent. Um, yes, they are. Can't wait to drop this on our listeners and uh, share yep. the the glory of Green Hill Boxing equipment with yeah. them. It's so it's so cool. I'm so excited. Absolutely. All right, listeners. Well, you know what you guys can do. If you appreciate this podcast, if you like this podcast, you can uh, head on over to all the socials at Cluckcast. We made them all the same for ease of access. All right. Let us know uh, what you think. All right. Leave us a little like, a little review. We really appreciate that. Send us all your questions. Send us the Ask Coach Clucks. We love talking about things that you want to talk about. <laughs> so we thank you guys for listening. <laughs> we will catch you on the next episode of Cluck. Later.